all in the first round Caps versus the Hurricanes. This is Family Faceoff presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We've got the original crew here, Dad, since it's game seven. No one else got a mic. No guests today. Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan, Dan Nolan. Game. I, I can't even believe that we're sitting here talking about game seven. Between what the, the hell happened? And the hurricane. You tell me. You're the expert. <laughs> hey, I thought it was supposed to be over in five. That's what I predicted. Now I'm thinking game seven. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about sums it up. I mean, in terms of how yeah, really we're does. feeling. Yeah. And. Dan, I want to just get your thought real quick because you said something to me earlier right. as we're sitting here waiting let's, for my dad. Let's get this part out of the way. Obviously, okay. we've got a great show coming up. We're yep. going to talk about what happened in Game 5 and Game 6, the differences, what we look forward to in Game 7. But over the course of history in sports, uh, various teams have had curses. I think the Caps, if this were to happen tomorrow, would have a curse of the Craig Lachlan because the first episode of this podcast, <laughs> you said... Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. They're out of the playoffs in October, right? And I then it. it's Game Seven. Yeah, they're on the doorstep, Craig. I, I, it's, it's unfathomable. I cannot believe it. And kudos to them, Dan. Yeah. Hey, I thought they were out. I didn't think they had the horses. I knew young coach coming in, but man, have they ever taken grasp of Rod Brindamore and what he brings? And the team is following his lead along with Justin Williams, and. Kudos. I take my hat off to them. It's been one of the surprise teams of the year. And Brenda Moore definitely should be included in Coach of the Year talks, which he isn't right now, but he should be. They kind of remind me a little bit of last year's Vegas team, where they kind of had this new found identity coming in to the regular season and now into the postseason, where they're kind of playing for something more than just themselves. They have this new identity, but Enough of the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's focus on the Caps, and let's kind of go back to Monday night and what happened because coming into Monday night, to me, the Caps had played their best game, maybe that we've seen them play all season. They beat the Carolina Hurricanes 6-0 at home, and then they come in, have a chance to eliminate the Hurricanes. And uh, I kind of felt it when I first started watching the game that it wasn't the Caps game, and I just had this feeling because I didn't see that Caps brand of hockey that we saw in Game 5. I thought they were sloppy with the pucks. I don't know what was going on with the ice or the puck because it was bobbling everywhere. The Caps couldn't seem to get control. And the one word, and coaches throw this out all the time, and we've heard the players and Todd Reardon throw this out, execution. But to me, that's a big thing because the Caps knew, in my mind, how to play against the Her Carolina Hurricanes. And then they just kind of forgot about it in spurts in game six. They were sloppy at the blue line. Simple hockey. These are yeah. simple things that we've seen the Caps do game in and game out. And for some reason, and Dad, you said it, give kudos to the Carolina Hurricanes because they did a great job of shutting down the Caps where they needed to. I like their start. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Capitals start, actually, in game six. I thought they came out. Alex threw the body a couple of times, getting good hits in. He wanted to set the tone for the team. He wanted to lead them in that way. Then things unraveled. I thought the Caps got real sloppy in the second period and were dominated because they kept turning the puck over one after the other. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get that goal, which we can talk about, or non-goal. But I think there was a lot of momentum shifts in that game. And I was surprised, to be perfectly frank, that the Caps couldn't handle the momentum swings 
having the experience they right. have and doing what they did last year. I thought they would learn from that, and I didn't think they did in Game 6. So it's a wake-up call for Game 7 because they wanted it done in 6. We all did here in Caps Nation, but now it's Game 7, and it's going to be a barn burner. I think Game 6, that was the first time that there was like an actual lead change in the game. The team that has scored first have seemed to won the game. The yep. home team, home ice favors the, t- the home team in this series. And, Dad, you you talked about it, one of the biggest moments maybe in the game. Controversial, yep. <laughs> to say the least. The Caps had a chance to tie it up. It was 3-2, and Alex Ovechkin's goal gets waved off. And, you know, I'm sitting there watching your broadcast. You changed your opinion a little bit, I think, when you first saw Alex Ovechkin's goal and how he hit the puck in, hit the pads of Mrazek. They called it a no-goal. <sighs> I don't know. I think Caps fans are angry about this, and they're saying that there's a lot of biased calls from the referees. No, and I don't think they should be, though. Let me retract. And what I said during the telecast was I thought he might have been blowing the whistle at the time of the contact, which means the play is dead. Because the whistle does not have to go. He could be in the blowing motion, and it's deemed dead. After you watch several replays... He hit the pad first, which I said on the air, which means goalie interference because you cannot propel the pad to propel the puck over the goal line. Correct. Now, the gray area is, is it in the true feeling and the true writing of that rule? Because most of the time that happens, you are absolutely jamming both pads of the goalie and pushing them over the goal line and the puck goes in. You put up your hands, you think you got a goal and they wash it out. I would say this, they probably, it's black and white a lot of times, but again, goalie interference is not black and white anymore. No matter what you say, I've seen plays in the playoffs that are goalie interference and they call it a goal. Like in the Toronto-Boston series, there was one incident that Tuka Rask was knocked by the Toronto Maple Leaf forward. They score and the goal counts. It's goalie interference. They got it wrong. I, I firmly believe that. In the Caps game, I would go by they got it right. And they got the call right, unfortunately for Caps fans. If he hits the puck first, I think Mm -hmm. the goal will count. He did not hit the puck first. He hit the left pad at the top, which spun around Morozik, which led to the goal. My concern about that whole play is the fact I did not like the response from a veteran team. It was 3-2 to at the time. They have plenty of time to tie it up and win it. Instead, they allow the fourth goal when that should have been the Caps settling down, not getting upset because they have experience, and everyone says experience is a big thing, they should have responded differently. And that's the only concern I had in that play. That's Uh, an important note too, sorry, Courtney, where you know earlier in the game, even if you just look at Ovi's first goal, they go up 2-1, to you're thinking on the road with an experienced team, one goal lead, your captain just scored. Oftentimes, I think situations like this get a lot of coverage because of the importance at that time. Uh, You know, that would have tied the game at three. Who knows what's going to happen after that? But in reality, you shouldn't be in that situation in the first place. Correct. That's what I think is not being discussed enough here. Uh, And, you know, last time they had this kind of situation in Carolina, they came back and absolutely blew the doors off in game five. Uh, In game seven, do you all feel like that's going to be the case? Yes. Absolutely. I just can't see this team playing as poorly as they have 
and being 3-3 in the Stanley Cup playoffs and not having a great performance in Game 7 and beating Carolina. I, I just think it's all in the Caps' favor. The line changes, the home ice, the star power that has to show up. And if they do show up, this Caps team will roll Carolina. I have no, I am 100% confident that if the Caps play Caps hockey, which Backstrom, Ovechkin, the coaches all said we did, they all, at the end of game five, they said that was Caps hockey. Well, they know what it is. It's not like we're trying to create something new and different. It's Caps hockey, and it's going hard. It's taking the body. It's getting the puck in deep. It's having extended zone times and less turnovers. Because Carolina is a sneaky, fast They're team. They're very opportunistic. And opportunistic. And they jump on any little mistake yep. that the Capitals make. And that's what they're waiting for. They're a young bunch of kids that know nothing about Game 7. They're going to go in it probably Except for looser. Justin Williams, yeah, who is yeah. Mr. Game right, for 7. Real, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, 14 points in eight games in Game 7 for Justin. So if I was the Caps, I'd chop his ankle and break it early <laughs> in the first because he, some he's going to be. though, between the Caps, Tom Wilson. Like, we've seen a lot of emotions. I like that, though. There are no friends in it. playoffs. But I would say this, Caps fan. I'm very, very positive heading into Game 7 because I know this team responds so well when they play poorly. They had some passengers on their team last in Game 6. Those passengers, and I'll name names. These are the guys that have to step up. Wait, wait, before you okay, do, before you do, let me just read you. You talk about these passengers. Yeah, read. This is a quote from Braden Holtby after Game 6. Go ahead. And he said... We don't have enough guys on board to win a hockey game. So to, that sums it all up in a nutshell. He's calling out guys and saying, we've got to play better as a team. Everybody's got to bring their best effort. And he's one of the leaders in the small leadership group that they have. And I thought that was perfectly said. Yep. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't crazy. But it just sends a message to your team and your teammates that, come on, boys, we're better than this. We can play better if we all get together and roll. And the guys that I'm going to name right now are the guys that have to pick it up for Game 7. The Caps will win if Kuznetsov plays like he can. Yep. He hasn't had the puck enough. He hasn't been utilizing his speed. He hasn't been grinding and competing at the level that we saw him in last year's playoffs. And he needs to do that. I think Jake Verana has to get his confidence back. He's got to be an mm -hmm. important piece to the speed game, the offense. He's got no goals now in the first six games. He's had some good looks. Just doesn't seem confident with the puck. I think he's got to have a big game. And I would say Braden Holpe is going to have to have a huge game, especially in the way, you know, you said it, Courtney, Carolina's opportunistic. Yep. And when they get a turnover, Holtz is going to have to come up with some 10-bell saves to get through Game 7. But that's not a lot to ask for because the Caps still have Ovechkin. They have Backstrom. They have Carlson. You go down the list. And they still have Braden Holpe, who is one of the Correct. best goaltenders. He's one of one the, of the best, best in the world. I think in playoffs, you go down all the goaltenders. Absolutely, and the, what, he is. How many teams are left and now? At home, he is the best. At home in playoffs, I think he's 1.8 or 1.9, 935 save percentage in his career. So we're trending in the right direction, mm -hmm. Caps fans. And I just have a lot of confidence. But there's a couple ifs, and those ifs were the guys I mentioned and the team playing Caps hockey, which they know what it is. We right. all know what it is. We saw it in game five, one of the best games of the season, other than maybe the San Jose game midseason that they played at the Shark Tank.
they are just way too talented. And I think you can even go back, in my mind, game six, that Alex Ovechkin goal that you mentioned, Dan. I mean, they to me, that goal outshines anything because that just shows the skill that the Caps have when they are playing that brand oh, yeah. of hockey. Oh, my God. And that's how they have to play, Dad. You mentioned Kuznetsov last yep. year. I remember you and you and I were even talking about it. He could have – yes, the con Smythe was to be given to Alex Ovechkin, but there was an argument for it to be given to Kuznetsov, who had 32 points, 12 goals. I had picked Kuznetsov over Ovechkin, yep. and I still think he was, he was the so star. Good. Oh, yeah. He was so good. And he's he got awesome. – he has five assists now, no goals. He's not getting the puck enough, and, right. and Kuzi does that Kuzi glide, but I think we need to see him not – He needs a Kuzi – drive not glide <laughs> oh, he needs a koozie okay. drive and speed and taking it past pesci slavin yeah ham uh, uh and all those guys that they have on the blue line that are looking like first team all-stars yep. a- and that to me is unacceptable you've got to work their d and kuznetsov pushes back people when he's at his game which opens up the gap which creates more time and space for all the capital star studded forwards so to me He's got to be one of the main guys. You talk about power up the middle. Kuznetsov has to be world-class in Game 7. And I think special teams-wise, he's got to be the guy on the power play. Smarter decisions at the blue line. That goes across the board for even strength or power play or whoever you're talking about. Smarter decisions at the blue line, but also on the power play. Because there were too many times where... The Caps couldn't even get it in their own zone on the power play. Because it's magnified because the Capitals use a slingshot, and they've used it quite a bit. Last game, they got away from it in game six, but the slingshot is dropping it to Kuznetsov. Now, he has to come with speed and has to have a decision-making process of what to do once he touches center ice. Is he passing it wide? Is he entering under control? Is he dumping the puck? And right now, those decisions have not been good. Mm-hmm. So he has to have his mental game and his physical game going. And the power play, I have no problem with it. Once they set it up, right. best in the world. There's no one even close to Alex Ovechkin and the rest of the guys that they can put out there. And, and it's just got to be Kuznetsov. I know we're harping on it, but when you're strong up the middle in the playoffs, you're going to win most times. And Backstrom's fine. Eller's fine. Dowd's fine. Now they need Kuznetsov to raise his game. And power play is something to easily fix by just video review, watching. That's it. Carolina, they come back hard. They like to stack three to four guys across the Correct. blue line. So it makes it more difficult to enter the zone, especially if you're trying to go in off si- on sides. But that is something that video review, they'll sit, they'll watch they're tape. Watching. They're going to tweak some minor things. And again, I'm not really worried about the power play. To me, it's just, as Bra- Braden Holpe said it perfectly, every single player has to be all in. That's it. And we're going to be fine. All right. So we've talked about games five and six. Yes. We've talked about game seven. It's going to be in Capital One Arena. Yes. Now, both of you have a history of giving some pretty good speeches. And given the significance of this game, I think the fans would appreciate <laughs> a little bit of a pep talk for not only them, but for the team and for the dare I say, millions of people listening to this podcast right now. Oh, really? Courtney? That wanna... many people? Yeah. Ooh, my hands just got a little sweaty Go thinking ahead. of that many people are going to be Go watching. All right. Start us off. First and foremost, I just I want to speak to the fans real quick, and I want you guys to be absolutely rocking it at Capital One Arena 
on Wednesday night. I thought I, I've been to all three home games so far. I thought the energy was great, by the way. I have not been to a playoff game as a fan in five years. So this was it was a great experience for me. But I want to see the building so loud. I want to feel the energy through my spine. So that's that's my kind of note for you guys, the fans. Bring the energy and make Carolina sound I was gonna say make Carolina sound what's the opposite of loud? Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> do over make Carolina sound I was gonna say not loud sound quiet on the TV as for you guys the caps I'm just gonna leave you with one thing you guys all gotta be in you know how good you are you've been here before you were successful in game seven versus the Tampa Bay Lightning last year you know what it takes and I'm gonna leave you with this quote from NFL great Tony Dungy. Oh, pulling out all stops, Court. This is going to be hard to hey. follow. I may not have to do one. Is it that preparation precedes success? So I was prepared. So that's my major one. <laughs> so this is for you guys. You don't win on emotion, you win on execution. So let the Hurricanes play on emotion. You guys play your game. Cavs hockey, and you will win Game 7. Come on, Cavs fans. Here we go now. Game 7. Let's pick it up here. The fans have to be a big part of this win. Players on the ice listen, and they hear. I talked to DSP prior to Game 6 in Carolina. He said it was unbelievable. It energized him when everyone was chanting DSP. And I know that's going to be throughout the lineup. We can rock the red better than anybody. We're going to be the loudest building in the league. We have got to be behind this team. Forget about worrying about Game 7. The Caps, with your help, will win this baby. Now, Caps, the players, starting with the big boys, Ovi, Nick, Carlson, Kuznetsov, go down the list. A game, a must, and you have it in you. I'm 100% confident that when the Caps step on the ice, you guys will lead this team. And don't forget, Braden Holpe is the best goalie in the world. He's going to backstop your team. You've got to do it up front. Get out and play Caps hockey. Hit, hit, hit. My three things for success. Compete. Work. Be physical. That's three, right? <laughs> Come on, it. boys. That's it. Let's go, Caps. Let's go, Caps. Let's go, Caps. Thanks for listening to Family Face Off presented by Geico. We're 15 minutes. Can save you 50% or more on car insurance. We're hyped. We're excited. We're feeling good, Caps fans. Get behind this team. Thanks for listening for Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan on the drum, Dan Nolan. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, baby.